What's up, you guys? This is Aaron Keanu. Welcome to another week of Movie Talk. So, last week we had our review of Stranger Things and Spider-Man Far From Home. Hopefully you guys saw it already. Um, kind of felt like a while ago, for some reason. I don't know why. And, yeah, um, This is honestly like my first time writing notes in a while, because like we took last week to just you know free ball and just talk about the movie and show. But, I don't know. Some news came out. Um... Some comic book movie stuff, but mainly like other properties like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. But I know Keanu saw this movie, Dark Phoenix. Um, it's his favorite movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> big facts. Yeah, big facts. One of his top favorite movies. But there was like a news report saying that like Dark Phoenix is actually making less money than 2015's Fantastic Four reboot, which is really depressing. Insane. That's insane. That's so depressing, man. And they have sixty four point six two eight million as of July eighth. And let's see. It has Fantas- sixty four million? Yeah. Are that's you kidding it. me? That's it. As of July eighth. Oh my god, that's horrible. I know, for as long as it's been out, it's been a while. You know what I that mean? That is that's insane. It so once you make once you release something and you like earn about like let's say one point two five of your budget back like that's when you make money but um fantastic four it earned 167.9 million compared to its 120 million budget so it kind of made its profit back but dark phoenix would need to make at least let's see 278 million to break even so that's just so bad and uh, yeah, because one of the things that people don't realize, like uh, the average moviegoer doesn't know, uh, and you wouldn't know this unless you start really studying it, like you know, like I do for fun for no reason whatsoever because I'm boring. But a film does not make money just by releasing. A film does not just make money by making back its budget. A film is its budget does not most of the time does not include marketing. Marketing most of the time is almost the exact same as like price as the budget itself. Mm-hmm. So. Like a lot of times, these films will be filmed. These films will be filmed on an eighty million dollar budget, twenty minute, you know, a two hundred million dollar budget, and it makes eighty million. It makes two hundred million, and people are like, "Oh, okay, it broke even." But it's not really break. It's actually no, not breaking even. It's, it's not, not breaking because the, the cost of marketing alone is making is putting a deficit on that. And then on top of that, you figure people, these companies don't make mo- movies to make to break even. They make movies to make money. So, you know, like the, the, it's, it's actually pretty insane how much money is, ex- is needed or, or expected from these films. Um, that's why, you know, f- horror films are as lucrative as they are and, 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 and comedies sometimes, but mainly, but mainly horror films. Horror films are shot on a shoestring budget. They're shot on exactly. 10 million, 15 million, and then they're released nationally. And people, no matter how, there's always enough people who are interested enough in being scared because, you know what I'm saying, people don't really, I mean, not the average movie moviegoer movie doesn't go to a horror film for a plot. They go to be scared, and there's, you know, fundamental ways to do that successfully, even with a bad plot. So these films, you know, these horror films end up surpassing X-Men Apocalypse in, in, in successfulness because of that reason. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty interesting thing when you start to really look into it, how much money these, these companies expect from their films. Yeah, the point is... If you're investing in a movie, you're still going to lose money in a way. You know what I mean? Um, so, mm. like, a best example of what you said, because the horror genre, Paranormal Activity, Conjuring. Like, those movies were very cheap Gangbusters. Gangbusters. And why do you think we have so many Paranormal Activity movies? It's not because we demanded it. It's because we're they're making stupid money, like, maybe triple of what they actually put in to make the money, uh, the movie. So, yeah, once you consider, like, advertising, which is a huge thing, and... This is this is a superhero property, so you're gonna be you're gonna be shooting money into it, you know. Um, I just didn't think it would be this bad, to be honest. Like, yeah, kind of, it's crazy. Um, see, let's see. See, they said now analysts believe that Dark Phoenix will ultimately make around 250 million at the worldwide box office against a budget over 200 million. So it's like, even if it passes like it's certain whatever range it made, it's still losing money with the other shit that's not mentioned, like you said. Um, God damn, like Kimberg really fucked up. 
or just I don't know like what what it, I feel like it's a number of factors because <laughs> like one Simon Kimberg kind of screwed it up and two I think the average moviegoer was like oh another X-Men movie when we're all yep. like Marvel Studios out you know what I mean like all yep. out for that um I don't know. It just sucks it had to end on a bad note, but not just a bad note, but like it was really bad. And now we have to like put it in the same sentence as Fantastic Four, and that was a shit show, like behind the scenes, where the the director even tweeted saying, "Oh, this wasn't my movie before it <laughs> came out." You know what I mean? And like Josh Trank, you don't even hear from him anymore. I think that yeah. destroyed his career. That guy disappeared. Yeah, because rem- oh, remember he was going to do a Star Wars film. He's going to do what was Star he Wars? Was. Film? What, yeah, what was he it? Was. That he was going to do. I think they were saying there was it was rumored to be Boba Fett, right, or something like that. Yeah, like it, was to be that. it was gonna be a spinoff film, and then it just like yeah, he... yeah. There was rumors about the Boba Fett being a movie about something stealing the Death Star plans, kind of similar to Rogue One, but with uh, mercenaries and stuff. But so Trank did what was that movie with the superhero powers that was like handheld was it, camera? Uh, uh, not Chronicle. Is it Chronicle? What is yeah, it? Chronicle. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That was like his breakout movie that caught a lot of people's attention for like what it was and the fact that he did such a bad pr move that he had the tweet about fantastic four being so like discombobulated and that killed it but like harking back to dark phoenix it's just it's just like damn like i already knew it was already gonna be bad but like now it's really gonna be like that shitty um and it sucks to see because what is this gonna do for x-men you know and uh, with Marvel, like under under Marvel's hands, like the real Marvel, it's like uh, like are they gonna push it back because they want to get it out of people's minds? But I think like I think our audience is a little smarter nowadays, where we know what's tied to the MCU universe. So I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that like Feige needs to like stall for X Men to happen? Mm, no, that's that's the that's the million dollar question. I yeah. I, I uh... <sighs> you know. I'm torn. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I know that. I mean, I know for a fact they don't have to. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, no. it, Marvel doesn't have to. They're, they're they're certified at this point. People people will see. All you have to do, worst comes to worst, you just have to put, put like a flashback to Iron Man in the trailer, and you're good to go. You know, what I'm saying. Then people will be like, oh, this is <laughs> in course. this universe. Um, that being said, I do think with how Kevin Feige is, I mean, he's 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 very particular uh, to create that that uh, cleanser for the palate and create that break. In order to get it out of people's heads, because uh, you know it's you know spite you know it, it was a similar situation with Spider Man, not the same but similar in that you know Amazing Spider Man two wasn't as successful as they wanted. Um, it was an end you know end up ending a franchise like this did, uh, and you know it, so it was a very unique situation where Sony basically went tomorrow was like, hey, we got to keep making movies, but do you want to join us in making the movies? Um, mm-hmm. So they didn't, really, you know, they didn't really have an option. Not, I mean, not that I was, not that they was no Spider Man because he's the most lucrative superhero, you know, in merchandising. But, um, you know, it's a little bit different because it, it was they had to make the film. You know, what I'm saying like, like Sony will continue making his films no matter what. So Marvel was like, why don't we get something out of it and, and add them to the MCU? But you know, now that Marvel owns these properties in Marvel Universe Cinematic Universe, they, I don't. I don't. They're, they're in no rush to make the film, and 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 I, th- and I think Kevin Feige is very particular about how he how he, his events and how he makes these films, and I I do think he'll end up deciding to mm. give it a break, be, give it to give it maybe a little like an extra year's break just because of this film. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, yeah, as long as it's a year, because I don't think they should do like a whole five year break. You know what I mean? Um, if they if they tied it to Iron Man, that'd be cool, but I would like prefer like a flashback of Wolverine fighting next to captain america just to tie it Ooh, up. yeah you know, like yeah just, that's good so so it's like it's it's tied but it's not like the x-men plots heavily dependent on the effects like you know the influence of iron man and all that stuff it's like its own thing you know what i mean yeah. that would like sum it up in two seconds like oh chris evans is in it like it's a little cameo like oh this is the mcu like even you can you could throw it in like the first 10 seconds of a two-minute trailer if they like dropped it but i mean this is like a, we'll skip around a little bit, but like San Diego San Diego Comic Con's happening, and Marvel's making a comeback, and you know Feige and a bunch of panelists are going to be there with a lot of un, like unmentioned people. So like, I mean, my my dream hopes and dreams is literally X Men and Fantastic Four getting announced. But like so far, we have Black Panther two, Doctor Strange two, Eternals, Shang Chi, Captain Marvel two is going to happen, Guardians of the Galaxy three, and yeah, I mean. Uh, and Black Widow, of course, which they haven't officially announced, but 
that's like they're officially slated for that on Saturday. So it's like last year they weren't even there. So now that um, they're coming back, especially post Endgame, I think like this lineup's kind of underwhelming in my opinion. Um, I think it's gonna make money, but like I don't see Black Panther as a as like a you know as the leader yet. I don't see Captain Marvel as the leader yet. Neither is Doctor Strange. Um, but like Kafagi did say, Phase Four is gonna be so different. So I don't know mm. what to really expect, and there we remember like they Disney gave out um, a whole list of like release dates, but I don't know if all these match up like one to one, or there's a couple like films that they just haven't announced yet. So I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts? I mean, you and I are in the same boat in this instance. It's, I mean, these are. I, I I'm not you know I'm not. As, at least you know we've talked about this as of right now i'm not we're not like oh my gosh you know pumped for i mean we're not like not excited for these films but they're they're very standard affair and like i mean i completely agree i don't really i don't see these characters as like that you know i don't see this as the next iron man i don't see this like as the next captain america and it does seem like that's not what they're trying you know that's that's kind of what they're going for anyway they're not just trying to repeat it but you can't help but kind of feel feel like, oh man, what's where's the next Iron Man? What's the next Captain America? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, I'm definitely. I mean, we like we said. I mean, I would love to see. I would love to see some sort. Of, I mean, Eternals. I feel like Eternals has the biggest uh, potential to be like a surprise, right? Like I, I feel like that's the mm-hmm. film that, like, if done right. Uh, it could be that it could be the guardians of the galaxy of this of the, which is funny because now there's a there's already a guardians of the galaxy but it's it's already it's a certified hit at this point like i feel like eternals can be that like wow factor like that they can show it and everyone and it could be something so different that people go okay maybe we don't have a next iron man maybe we don't have a next captain america film but this eternals looks so different so fresh i'm, I'm willing to be excited for this so i guess we'll see right i mean i guess that's all we can really do at this point yeah i just I don't know. I just don't know how they're gonna do Eternals because, like, when we talk about Eternals, it's like gods. So and it's like I think of like politics. Like I don't even know if that's the yeah. case. but I feel, like, I feel like I think of politics. I'm thinking game Game of Thronesy type of thing, and I heard it's like yeah. thousands of years ago. You know what I mean? Like, so we're we're messing with like these huge beings, and I don't know how. If you want to up the scale, because one, those are going to be gods, and Captain Marvel's so strong, but like, doesn't that like put down the other characters like? black panther because like how do they match up with each other but that's just well we can't really judge because we have to see some footage yet i mean we'll find out this summer when comic-con happens um but like other news is like why is Val- captain marvel so strong it's such bullshit with it. i just it, watched it, it last really night did, it really like, did mess up the uh, power balance with that honestly like because i like in my opinion like i think thor and captain marvel should be even As, exactly exactly because like, in the comics thor would destroy her in my opinion, like I think with the Odin Force and everything, he would destroy her. But like oh, in the yeah, MCU, definitely. it's so different. It's so different. Yeah, it would have um, been. It would have been a, it, the right move. Would have been to have her at Thor level powers. But the thing is, I like Captain Marvel. Like I don't. Okay, I don't like the MCU interpretation of her. But in the comics, like I'm excited to use her in Ultimate Alliance when it comes out this week. Like Darts. you know what I mean? Like she'll definitely in my team. But like, I don't know. I just think, I just like. I'm okay with where her power like I'm not I'm not actually not okay with her power scale but I just hope it's not like politically influenced for her to be the big gun. Do you know what I mean? Um and plus like I don't really cuz they were hyping her up to be like oh the first female hero when there's a bunch of female heroes like you can see it in Endgame and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I think they should like if since the, it's not only bad like bad for the character but it's like it's for the rest of the avengers like how do we compare like black panther and an avengers movie when captain marvel's just like she can single-handedly do it you know yeah. well, like are they gonna end game her where they like write her off sideliner like, for like the yeah. three fourths of the film they're not even she, like five six yeah and then she literally shows up at the final battle like we can't keep doing that you yeah, know they did not, i feel like they did not think that through like they, I, they, they, <laughs> How did Feige let them make her so powerful? Because you literally, any instance where she's there, it's like okay, you know, it's almost like a Batman situation where, where it's like okay, all these like Superman and Flash are doing all this crazy stuff. What what is Batman supposed to do? Like, how is he supposed to really be helping? No, it's so true. And I I heard there was rumors that like the Russo brothers didn't want Captain Marvel in the original script, but like since that she was coming out, they had to like write her in. So like. That's not like don't take it as fact, but that's what I heard. Um, but like if that were to be true, it's like damn. Okay, so I understand why they did this and that. 
Because clearly, like, at the end of Endgame, like, I'm assuming you guys saw it, like, Captain Marvel could fuck up Thanos herself. And so can Scarlet Witch. Let's add that there. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. She's just too damn strong. Like, they need to nerf her a little bit. Like, get an update, like, <laughs> or something. Uh, but, like, other news is, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier for their Disney Plus series. They got the John Wick writer and creator, Derek Colstad. Um, this is this is from the um, the rap, and they'll be working on a script with the original writer Malcolm Spellman. So, I'm for I'm for anything John Wick in absolutely you know into the MCU. That that doesn't just include writing. Uh, writing. I'm assuming they're gonna get action involved with that. Um, it's funny because there was actually rumors. Um, I was gonna mention this later in the show. There's actually rumors that they were trying to get Falcon in Spider Man Far From Home, and they actually considered it at one point, but they were just like, ah, oh, nah, it's not going to happen. But the director, um, John Watts, he confirmed. So there's like two different stories. John Watts like confirmed, oh, that wasn't like ever considered. So it's like weird because it's from different parts of like the same project saying two different things. But like, what would your thoughts be? And like, would you want to consider having Falcon show up in Far From Home? But like, what if that's his introduction as Captain America? Like, well, how would you take that? I... Uh, As, like, a cameo at the end. I, I, I'm I, like, I think it'd be cool. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I think it'd be cool, but at the same time, I feel like the film did a really good job of... of well, you figure, like, for me, I feel like I, I really like the film, and I feel like it did a good job of focusing on Spider-Man, and the only one of the only downfalls were, you know, minor, 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 t- you know, critiques that we had was that it was a little too iron man heavy so like i definitely think that i i think it's a really cool premise and as a fan i would love it to happen but as a film fan i kind of feel like it's unneeded because mm-hmm. it, it is a spider-man film and and if falcon falcon is captain america if anything should get it you know should get its own vehicle to 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 make it happen you know because it is such a monumental passing of the torch yeah i was thinking like um, I was th- I was debating like would this be a good takeoff to hype up Falcon and Winter Soldier? I don't know, but I do agree with what you said because when we saw Far From Home, we were like, it's in the MCU, but it was such a tight knit story. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if we had Falcon in it or AKA Captain America, it would kind of like take us out, you know? Yeah. And I think the Iron Man stuff was enough for it to like keep people noted that it's in the MCU. But I, with the two credit scenes, we, post credit scenes we got, were solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially yep. the last one, yep. so yep. solid. Yep. Um, but we don't know yet till we actually see Disney Plus, like what the quality that's it's actually going to show. I mean, like, we I'm, know I, it's gonna it's gonna be top. Tier. It's gonna be There's, top. Yeah, they, they're saying the Mandalorian's budget went from yep. 100 million to like 150 million. Yeah. So uh, I was going to mention that later, but yeah. Oh, was there the notes? I didn't get a chance to score down. Yeah, no, it's all good. But yeah, no, but they, well, like, I'll mention it now, but like, apparently they, for The Mandalorian, they spent $15 million an episode. So it did add up to like $150 because I think it's like 11 episode arc or eight, I forget. But yeah, the fact, but yeah, but the point is Disney's putting that guap in these properties and- they had to because like they tried to make a Star Wars, you know, movie in the past. I mean, show in the past before. I think it was before before Marvel even bought Star uh, LucasArts. They tried in the past and it just they couldn't do it. Like they they it was too they was too expensive. There was no way to realize the Star Wars on a TV budget. So I mean, yes, this was always a, a Game of Thrones level budget was always required. So I'm so I'm very happy to see that it's getting. Excuse me. That's getting this. Uh, that's getting this amount of funding, and I mean, it's it's guaranteed. It's a guaranteed hit. Like Disney Plus is going to be a hit. There's no there's no question about it. Yeah, it's going to be a hit, and it's like other properties like Lord of the Rings. They're getting their own show own show from Amazon. So it's like I hear their budgets like ridiculous too. So it's like yeah, yep. Like the whole business aspect of streaming is going to be crazy. But like one question I was watching on like one of my YouTube channels, and it was, do you think? Disney with Disney Plus coming out is it going to dethrone Netflix when it doesn't cover all of the demographic that Netflix mm-hmm. has like mature content like Orange is the New Black and Stranger Things because I still think post think Disney Plus they'll coexist but I think um, Disney uh, Netflix is still going to be the godfather of the uh, industry 
Yeah, but streaming. don't forget. Uh, it's hard though, because don't forget, Disney Plus is probably gonna have a Hulu a Hulu bundle. See, that's the thing. So- I, I I don't. That's the thing to consider. Like, we don't know what they're they're what they're gonna cut off with Hulu. But yeah, no, you did bring up a good point. Um, I mean, I yeah. guess to technically answer your question, I no, I, I I mean technically, I no, I don't think just Disney Plus will do it. Mm-hmm. But so that's the answer to that but then the question but then the next question is well disney plus plus hulu disney plus plus hulu yeah. because you know they're going to do a combo deal because that's that's what they're doing i mean they they literally they've been up front saying you know disney plus will be for you know the young should be for pg13 and under and hulu will be for anything not you know not under the main disney umbrella um or above pg13 so it's like yeah. they've always had this two this two program um stra- this two streaming platform strategy yeah, no, I'm I'm actually in complete agreement, but I but yeah, like if we had to separate them, Disney Plus from Hulu, I still think Netflix would be, you know, ahead of it. But like, yeah, if we had to consider like outside the picture of Disney and Hulu, yeah, it would dominate. But at the same time, I don't think, I don't think people would know that Hulu's paired up with Disney, like because I feel like it's just us, like you know, the nerdy people that are looking into it and stuff, like the logistics, but. I mean, we just got to see because it's coming out this fall, like around November, December, you know, in time for the holiday. And, geez, it's just getting so competitive of a, of a market. Um, yeah, I mean, now we got uh, – is it in the notes? I can't tell if it's in the notes. I don't, I don't know. Uh, now we have HBO HBO Max. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's – I mean – and they're not – you know, they even – so – they announced HBO Max, which is Warner, which is Warner Brothers' version of you know the, of their streaming service. So we, it's gonna be uh, they're taking Friends off of Netflix to go to HBO Max, and HBO oh, Max wow. is gonna have HBO Max is gonna have Cartoon Network, Boomerang, TBS, TNT, uh, DC, Warner Brothers. So that's another like goliath like that's another it's it's not i don't know that's as big i mean it's, it's as close to as disney as you're gonna get mm-hmm. um and that's it so like the, the the market is really like the market right now the market has been starting to get saturated because you have these smaller ones dc universe to boomerang for whatever it's called you know you have all these small ones and it's like okay but now we're getting the big dogs in. we're getting the full-blown disney sir, uh, content we're getting the full-blown warner brothers um and, and so it'll be now it'll really be interesting because now we're getting like the titans of the industry competing against each other. Yeah, I just it just sucks because it's like, how are we gonna funnel one thing and like, because every, every there's gonna be exclusives to every service, and it's like yep. we can't get it unless we get that service. So yep. like to to hark back, um, okay, so the Office, like you said, Friends, the Office is getting is leaving Netflix, not because Netflix wants it back. I, the company that I think NBC is having their own streaming a channel, Ugh. and that they bought the office back for half a billion in hopes that it would attract people. I mean, okay. Everyone loves the office. It's, it's, you know, it's great. I love it too. I love parks and rec, but I don't think it's enough for, to bring people to leave Netflix and then just buy the box, uh... buy the box set. And, (laughs) and there you go. You're just going to have to change a CD or or just not buy the box set, buy it on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like (laughs) there's other options. You, you don't have to like, you buy the box set, it's one and done. And it's just, there's so many, yeah, like you said, there's all the Titans are going against each other, and it's like, we're on un- unprecedented, unprecedented territory when it comes to sh- uh, streaming service now. Um, but, like, I t- Netflix came at such a good time that it managed to have at least Friends and The Office and Parks and Rec, you know, yeah, yeah. to start it off. That's where they beat everyone. But now that they lost it, they already have their footing in everything else. Like, they already have good original content that... It, I think it's just gonna, it's going to be fine. It's really going to be fine, and you know we'll talk about Stranger Things. That'll be in the bonus round, but it Netflix is straight killing it. But like you know, harking back to Marvel stuff, like we're talking about Endgame versus Avatar, and with the whole re-release, Endgame hasn't taken down Avatar yet. So maybe if the re-release wasn't was such a lackluster ass. Uh... Did you see the scene, the deleted scene with the Hulk? It looks no. so bad. It's, it's why. It's like, so it's so bad. Like, it's unfinished CGI. It's not just a deleted scene. It's like, it's an unfinished, like... Who who thought of this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. With the re-release... It's so yeah, the close, though. Goodness. I mean, it's close. It's, it's very close. It just got revised. Uh-huh. 
So it's 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 not it's seven million away. Yeah, literally. Okay, so Marvel. Um, let's see. Thought a two point eight. Yeah, so it made two point seven eight billion worldwide, and it's literally seven point six seven point one six million behind Avatar, which is seven two point seven. Two point seven eight eight billion record. Um, geez, it's I mean, at like, this point, they just need to leave it in a couple of theaters and it'll make it. Th- yeah, it'll make it. I think it will. I just think it just you know what, it's, like uh, you said, what leaves me butthurt is the re-release. It was it, and come on, you know they have more deleted scenes. Like if you're gonna do it, do it right. Like why did you do, why did you do such a half-ass cop out? Like why didn't you just you have bonus scene bonus scenes ready for the um uh, Blu-ray? Exactly. So why would you not just throw that in? Like, what? Who on earth thought of uh, thought of this? That was so dumb. Because okay, so for the audience, um, the re-release of Marvel, they came, they gave you a poster if you made it. Um, that's limited. While supplies last. While supplies last. Redefined print, ladies and gentlemen. And they had a deleted scene with the Hulk, and they had a, um, an intro by I think it was Joe Russo. Uh, I think it was it's one of the Russo. Russos. Yeah, it's it one Anthony of the Russo. Okay, we'll say Anthony, and it's just like okay, it's kind of like a thank you, and that's it. Thank you for thank you for paying more money. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it, if I felt butthurt because I don't want Marvel to think that like we're idiots. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. Especially with the, in, the internet at our fingertips, like we're such a well-adjusted society, we can like find out like what what's gonna come and like what to expect. Um, but like I don't see this happening for like families. Like if if if. I don't know. I think it's just a push for like the real nerds, but like if if you're gonna push for the real like fans, like you have to put some real content in there. Yeah. Because yep, I don't yep. think families are gonna rewatch it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't Absolutely. bring yep. my kids. Be like, hey, we're gonna go watch this again because there's like you know ten minutes of footage. That's not. Not even. Yeah. And it's That's a three-hour not... film. And if you have a family, you're on a budget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not going to the movies all the time, and especially with this world today, it's. I don't know. But just like Marvel, don't be pulling that shit off again. Like seriously. Yeah. And if you if you if you do another re-release, that shit better have like twenty minutes worth of uh, at <laughs> least twenty credit. minutes, at least twenty minutes, or something crazy like yeah, some, I mean, something like, crazy. Show announce and yeah, what they should have did was they should have if if they didn't if they really didn't want to throw in any of the of the of the actual deleted scenes, then then don't show me Spider. I mean, don't show me a Spider Man that's about to come out in two days. Show me freaking Black Widow teaser. You know what I'm saying? Show me something yes. that's so you know, actual exclusive that you're like, okay, now I got, you know what I'm saying? Show me, uh, even if you don't have it read, show me a, show me a clip from a ca- uh, winter soldier and Falcon. Yes. 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 Like, come on. And, and, and it's that- perfect. Cause it's like you end the film and you're like, man, uh, Falcon's going to be America, Captain America now, how that's going to be. And they're be like, surprise, you know, you paid to see it again. So now you get to see a little taste of what he's going to be like, like, come on. Yes. Imagine they did this. Instead of like going to Comic-Con, they announced their lineup and they each had a clip at the end of the movie of like every film footage like so far. That'd be dope. How how crazy would that be? Like it's like a it's like a 3-minute clip of like short clips of like all the like maybe 30 seconds of each property that's coming out. You're like, "What?" That's a sizzle reel and a half. Yeah. I'd put my money for that. I mean, it would get it would get um, recorded on a phone eventually, but like oh, yeah, that's that, that's enough money to get people on a Thursday night to come. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're it's, like, because you're like, oh my gosh, like it's 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 like a like a flash forward. You're like, oh man, mm-hmm. what is, there's so much happening. There's so much like, and you're not getting like they could choose the tamest parts of the film, but we would just be so enamored by all this content. We're like, oh my gosh, exactly. oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I mean, that's just. That's just like a dream. Like that would be insane if they, if how they announced it was a way to make for them to be an incentive. Because I mean, Marvel. I don't know how it works when Marvel shows up to the San Diego Comic Con. I mean, they're not again all the pro- profit because obviously you know the convention and blah blah blah. Like, the company has to get money. But if they did it like that, that'd be ridiculous. Um, but like if we're gonna move on for M Game, you know, Spider Man Far From Home. So we're kind of gonna go over the numbers. Like so, t- Tuesday it opened. They were predicting it would go from forty million to forty three million Tuesday, um, but it actually broke thirty thirty nine point three million, breaking the record of the highest Tuesday opening of all time. The previous record holder was 2012's Amazing Spider Man, which earned thirty five million. So, on Wednesday, they took in twenty seven million, giving it the best ever Hump Day gross for the Marvel Cinematic Universe entry and one of the best non opening grosses ever for any movie. 
Um, so right now, as of 4th of July, Far From Home sits at $91.35 million after taking in $25 million from 4th of July that day. Um, so this this like spider-man's uh, latest like solo entry is the second best ever independence day hall after 2007's transformers which brought in 29 million so that's good to know um but like right now as of today internationally you know john watts movie is collected 100 million and has now lifted its global sum to 847 million with a 274.5 domestic so if you break that up it's also what I said with the domestic, it'd be 572 for the foreign. And it's now the fourth highest grossing film of the year and on course to becoming the first billion-dollar Spider-Man movie. So, damn. It deserved it. It deserved it. And that's good it. because it's going to help show Sony, like, listen, you still need Marvel for your Spider-Man movies. See, that's what I was going to say because there's a – I think this past week or last week, um, there's been a lot of talk about Sony potentially pulling Spider-Man back. And – I don't know how valid it is, but they were saying that if it doesn't break, someone someone leaked it, and someone said that if it doesn't break a billion, they're gonna take Spider Man back. Yeah, I heard the same rumor. Even if it doesn't break a billion, and say it's like nine hundred, eight hundred, like you're not gonna do better. Right. You're not gonna do better. Like you can't. Like you're not gonna. He's not gonna show up in an Avengers movie. Are you kidding me? Like you're not gonna have any references to the MCU. Like people are gonna get. It's going to fall back so bad on them. And I think, who's her name? Amy Pascal. Do you know her name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Amy Pascal, she, that's it. She's just, I don't know. Um, but like at this point with $847 million, as of now, so it was this statistic was from yesterday. Um, I think it's, it's going to break it. It's so early. I just feel like oh, the yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel definitely. like we watched the movie like so long ago. Am I the only one? No, I agree. It feels like it was like eons ago. Yeah, because it was like I think because of the holiday and plus like you know it, it's summer and people having plans and we're working all week like it just felt like it was so long ago. But I'm really happy that it's pulling what it is. And we did leave a review for the movie, spoilers and non-spoilers, so you guys should you know look back to that if you guys want to look into it. Um, but I mean, our rating I think my rating was a nine and a half or a nine out of ten. I kind of forget. I think it was nine. Yeah. Actually, I don't remember. <laughs> I think you're 8.5 or 9. One or the other. But, like, we were around the same ballpark. I think it's deserved it. I think this is, like, my favorite. We did talk about this in the review, but I think it's, like, you know, up top three, in my opinion. Yep. I liked it more Let's than see. Homecoming. Yep. Um, But the fact that it's making this much money, it's... Sony, get your hands off of it. Like Absolutely. Cut that shit out. They're already doing Morbius, which is not needed. Like I think it's just a vampire movie with the name stuck to it, so they know that. Oh, hey, it's a Marvel name that you know no one gives a shit about, in my opinion. Maybe like you are, temp- you are correct. That is a correct. That is a correct statement. Like, what what do you know Morbius from? Like, I can only remember him from the animated series. Same. That's it, right? Like, yeah. I was just like, who's this pale vampire with blue hair? And that's it. And you know, Far From Home. I have a question. Like, if this wasn't. If it wasn't, you think, okay, if, um, you know, Sony took it back and they did make a sequel, like the third movie, you think, you think this movie would be making the numbers it is like right now? Or do you, do you think that the, the audience today would be so blind that they didn't even know it was switched over that like, oh, Tom Holland's in it. I'm just going to assume it's part of the MCU. Let's fucking watch it. Like, do you think that it would make the same like numbers it is right now for a third movie? I don't because the general fan might be it might cross over, but the the uh, diehard fan wouldn't, and I mm-hmm. think that 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 would make a big enough difference. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. It's just like it's a it's a hard idea because I don't know. I also thought like another question I want to propose to you. It's like, do you think Spider Man? would make the same amount of numbers, even though he's in the MCU, but he didn't reference, like, the MCU. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't heavily dependent on Tony Stark and all that stuff. Because I feel like Tony Stark is a critical part, obviously, in this version of Spider-Man. He's really techie compared to Spider- uh, Spider-Man in the comics. Um, do you think, like, it would still have the legging for it? If it was... If it was, what was it? If it was, like... I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna wear this. Hmm. 
right, I don't know how to word it, but pretty much if 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 they if they rebooted another Spider Man, yeah, this is a new question. If they rebooted another Spider Man and it wasn't tied to the MCU, you think it would be making money like it is? No, no. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to get your opinion. That's like absolutely not. Yeah, so it's like imagine in a rea- in a parallel universe or a multiverse that Tom Holland's casted as Spider Man, but it's not MCU related. Nah, nah. Yeah, nah. All right, I just wanted to throw that out there, pretty much. But um, so if we move on from Marvel, go a little bit of DC. So Chris- Christopher McQuarrie, who did you know Mission Impossible Fallout and Henry Cavill. So there was a rumor that. Christopher McQuarrie and Cavill were working together because, you know, they really, with the success of Mission Impossible, they were trying to get, they were trying to write a Superman movie that would tie in into the Green Lantern Corps and lead into the Green Lantern Corps movie that he, Christopher McQuarrie would be involved in. And apparently, so like, remember, this was a rumor, but apparently Christopher McQuarrie took to Twitter and he was like, yeah, me and Cavill made a proposal to WB and they straight up said no. There was just no no one's backing it up and it just didn't fall through and yeah isn't it like it's so dumb but like even like right now like we think that you know they're slowly getting their act together dc um just hearing this is really sad and like if you hear it and you're thinking about cavill and we'll we'll delve into this because cavill might not be superman and he's gonna be in the witcher which we'll get into obviously um it just like makes me feel bad because like i feel like cavill really wants to stay but they kind of like force his hand and he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to be like Ben and just like call Because <laughs> I really think he's not coming back. I don't think so either. And it's kind of s- weird and hard to, um, you know, take in. Um, it's a letdown. Yeah, it's a letdown. It's just the fact that like you have the director from Mission Impossible Fallout, which was making records for the Mission Impossible series being like what, the sixth movie? Six, fifth, I don't even know how many Mission Impossible movies there are. It's just... That's just it. Just it was heartbreaking. I was just like, all right, like a Green Lantern crossover with Superman that would bleed into the Green Lantern Corps, so he'd already have footing, and it'd be like intergalactic because it's Superman. You know, what I mean, with Green Lantern. Whatever. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's a fantastic premise, and they just are morons. Yeah, and the, and the fact that Cavill was involved to pitch it, just for a, a Man of Steel sequel, like it just didn't pan out, and. Who knows? A huge loss potential. A loss of potential. Yeah, I mean, who knows when this was pitched? Um, you know, like the timeline for this, but it's just like hearing this, you're just like, okay, like whatever. Like if that's gonna happen. It probably was after. Like it probably was like right after Mission Impossible. He probably like was like in constant communication because of the whole Justice League thing. And like him I know him and uh christopher got close on the set of mission impossible so they probably he probably like wrapped up the film and he was like all right i don't have any projects yet it probably was after the film came out before they signed before christopher signed on for mission impossible seven or whatever which one he signed on for there's so many yeah i I think he did he did multiple uh, mission impossibles right he's the first director to return for one so he did this one and the one before it the one before this one yeah um uh, was it Ghost it's, Protocol? No. No, Ghost uh, Protocol is the fourth one. Fourth, yeah. And there's then, so many. Nation, something. Rogue Nation. Nation. Rogue, Rogue Nation. Nation. Yeah. Yeah, it just. I mean, it just shows the passionate, the passion in that director, and with you know, Cavill to you know get involved beyond his contract. You know what I mean? To get involved within the industry and be like, hey, like we have this idea. You know, it just shows that he, how de- devoted he was, and now I think they kind of stripped it away from him, from him, like they did Ben Affleck, because Ben Affleck was supposed to do Batman, and that was going to be like such a big thing for people when we heard it, and now it's just not coming into fruition. So, um, we'll go back to Disney. Um, like we mentioned earlier, Wall Street Journal House and Mouse has opened up the checkbook for The Mandalorian and John Favreau's live-action Star Wars series, which will launch alongside the streaming service in this November. Um, you know, we just wanted to mention that the Mandalorian, like I said earlier, is close to 50 million an episode with what you said earlier is, uh, eight episodes in the first season that has a hefty investment of 120 million for the entire series and not including any associated marketing cost. So yeah, I mean, just, I, that's like another, sh- if, if you have the Marvel fans and then our Star Wars, it's just going to be such a hit. And even with what people are saying with, you know, Lion King, like it's just like a 
scene by scene, literally like the cartoon. Um, you know, Favreau still has a good track record. Um, but who knows? Like with the success of this, they're already right in season two. Like they're in the middle of it. So I wonder how like the casting Andor series is going to turn out. Um, oh yeah, I, for- I forgot about that. I forgot about it too because I was like, okay, how much can we expand on that? Um, and like, what's his name? Gabriel Luna, Debi- Diego Luna, Diego Luna. Yeah, Diego Luna. Um, I mean, how much? How busy is he for him to be committed to that? But it's Disney, so I feel like they can rack it in. Um, but and you know, Disney just keep, keeps on making bank. But if we go to Netflix, like I don't know, but we're on the bonus round right now, so we're gonna talk about other properties besides comic book properties. So Stranger Things breaking records. So as of July eighth. Um, a record of forty point seven million household accounts have watched at least some of Stranger Things season three. Um, that's more than any other Netflix film or series in its first four days. So, if we had to like look back in retrospect, Umbrella Academy was viewed forty five million by forty five million households in one month. Um, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler's comedy murder mystery—I don't know why he's making movies—was watched over thirty million accounts in the first three days. Um and bird box everybody knows that mm-hmm. you know thriller starring sandra bullock was watched by 45 million accounts and over the course of a week um so I, like obviously when you hear about this it stranger things is fire like pretty much and it did it's you know, the bomb it's breaking records in the first four, like four first four days is ridiculous and plus it's a holiday you know people have plans and you know it shows that people are coming out to watch stranger things and just to add, Netflix previously clarified that a view, a quote-unquote view, is considered as someone who watched at least 70% of one episode. I appreciate so, them being upfront about that. Yeah, no, they're, it's, it's cool that they're being upfront because YouTube is weird. Like, when you count as something on YouTube as a view, it's only a couple seconds and it counts as one. But, like, the fact that they straight up say, like, oh, we, don't, we really want you guys to watch it and we'll count it, um, it's really cool for them to to mention because a lot of things people if you guys don't know like netflix apparently doesn't release a lot of numbers to be honest um about like logistics of their properties so it's like they say that something's a success you kind of don't know like how much of a success it is and the fact that they actually mentioned like the one exception is stranger things breaking a record that's just how you know like it's really that much of a phenomenon even though some people think like season three is like all right but i love i personally love season three i think it's like my second favorite um keanu where's that stand with you again uh i'm still just it's mm, see i liked season two more than most people so i but i also like we said last episode it's i'm also a little biased because i love halloween i love ghostbusters but it's tied either tie, it's either tied with season two as my second favorite or it is my second favorite so it's more or less the same opinion yeah um so like that's why i said like i think netflix is still going to be killing it even with post disney disney plus and these numbers do show and i think they're covering a market that that disney plus can't cover but yet again we mentioned hulu um so like i feel like this episode's a lot of disney because you know disney's just a fucking monopoly at this point we're about to be and like our next topic is Disney Mulan. So according to Disney Insider, the film will not have any music tracks tied to this adaptation. And Mushu, the dragon, is, who's played by Eddie Murphy, is getting replaced by Phoenix. And even though there's no music tracks in this adaptation, it's they're they're gonna play instrumental versions. Um, but hmm. that's not that's not the change. That's not the only changes. They're changing the love interest, the villain. And apparently Mulan's like a, a original, like an original story that just not Disney wrote, but it's like an actual like Chinese story. So they said yeah. they were gonna base it on like an the actual original story. Um, it's just I kind of lost my faith in Disney live actions. I don't know about you, but like after I'm just a like, little the, tired. Yeah, I feel like after the Lion King, I haven't seen Lion King. But like watching the reviews and it's like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, they're obviously just doing this for a cash grab. And now hearing Mulan, like maybe this will be a good thing, but like hearing it now, I'm kind of like not sold on it. And I did see the trailer and I thought I was like, okay, this looks like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Dragon, which isn't bad. It's just like, are we going to like play homage to the original property of like the cartoon we all grew up with but kiana what are your thoughts on the trailer like have you seen it um, yeah i saw it, it like, i mean 
how do you feel about it? I don't know, man. I'm definitely like I'm super. Eh, I'm super indifferent about it. Like you said, I'm a little. I love Disney, and I'm a little tired. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm a little tired of the live action remakes. They're popping them out pretty quick. And I mean, it is. I feel like the movie does have potential. Like if it's based off. I mean, I would be cool to get like a like a like a. I don't know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon type film from Disney. I mean, it would be a cool premise, but I'd have to, I have to see another trailer because the first trailer didn't just sell me on it immediately. It was a it was an okay trailer. Yeah, it, I just felt like it was really underwhelming. It was weird. It just didn't feel like Mulan. And I, I this isn't like really new news, like that they're not having music tracks. This is it was kind of like a rumor for a while, and it's like. I think I just think it's a risk. Like I don't know if it's like they they thought of this because of Lion King. Like oh, we need to like switch it up. But yet again, they plan these movies ahead of like way ahead of time. So I don't know. It just like you said, they are they are pushing out these live action adaptations way too fast. Like and now we're, I mean, we'll get into it. I mean, we might as well get into it. Fuck it. Like <laughs> um, you know, The Little Mermaid. That that was a controversy going around. You know, they're already planning this out melissa mccarthy is going to play ursula they do have um <clears throat> jason tremblay playing as ariel's playful pal flounder and aquafina is going to be playing scuttle the seagull and i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right but the ariel who's casted is hal bailey who's 19 and she you know she's a singer and part of an r&b duo called chloe and hit hall and her, she really doesn't have a lot of acting credit except in freeform's yara Sh- shahidi series grown-ish um yeah really yeah, don't yeah. Know much but i i, I mean it, of I course there's oh. a lot of controversy of course when they announced it i misread it as holly berry and i was so confused that's what i was saying yeah holly berry i was so i was like i was like wait how old is holly berry how is she gonna be the, the little mermaid listen i'd still go i'll be like all right i'm for holly berry like you go girl like john wick now this <laughs> That'd be so funny. But, I mean, there's a lot of controversy because, like, you know, of course, like, some politics has to get involved. But, like, I'm okay with the casting. Um, I guess, like, I can see what Disney's doing, you know, trying to mix it up. But at the same time, I'm like, if we wanted to, like, you know, have, like, true diversity, I feel like we should, like, have an original property for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my opinion. But, I don't know. I'm not even a big Little Mermaid fan. I'm more of a Lion King and you know beauty and the beast that was my thing but i just want i, w- I just want them to write this well that's it i will say that it's actually kind of funny like like weirdly funny how often in like media lately redheads have been recast as black yeah so like and like redhead people redhead white people are, are white people but redhead white people do get a little bit more slack than the average white person so like they're already kind of a minority and they're getting even more like marginalized because they're, they're keep getting recast as black people. Is this funny? It's funny. Cause, um, someone made like a, they made a picture like side by side of how many people were, you know, number of redheads replaced by African-Americans. Like Zendaya yeah, saw that. was one. And then the girl from flash was supposed to be a redhead. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was there? There was a couple, oh, Jimmy, <sighs> Jimmy Stewart from, uh, Superman. Yeah. Also, it's just there was, yeah. a, there was a bunch of them. There's a crap. T- oh, Wally West. Wally West. Yes. That's, that's just a crazy two, correlation. Flash. No, but there was when I saw this picture, it was a whole list of characters, and I'm like, I think this is an attack on redheads. Like, if we're talking about diversity, it's like, is it wrong? <laughs> but I mean, Little Mermaid. Just please, Disney, put effort into it. Like, I, as, you're gonna make money, but I feel like the average person's sick of it. Because I was talking to like a random adult. And they're like, I just, I'm, they straight up said, I'm kind of sick of the live app, like adaptations already. It's like, we need something new, but I feel like this is going to be happening for like the next five years. And I'm like, kind of like annoyed just to say that, <laughs> you know, like I'm kind of like, yeah, I do. Uh, like, all right. But I mean, if we're going to go to original content, you know, Jumanji, the next level trailer dropped and we actually saw the trailer when we saw Far From Home, right? Yeah, we did. Yep, and I was and, cracking up. Yeah, I'm sold. And that, that I was cracking up. Like I, th- I feel like we were the loudest ones in that theater, like just laughing at like all the jokes, especially during the movie. Like we just have that good of a sense of humor that we got all the yeah, jokes. We, we have class. That's why. But like the trailer was good, and it's breaking. It's it has so many views on YouTube. It's crazy, and 
I think this is the Rock's like peak moment right now. Like that, and then the Fast and Furious series, which I'll yeah, you know, consider watching. But, <laughs> but yeah, I was like the... dying in the trailer. I was like, it, it's so genius to have him to have him act like he's Danny freaking DeVito, and then have Kevin Hart act like he's right? Danny Danny Glover. Yeah, oh Danny my gosh, Donald Donald Glover. Sorry, yeah, Don, I was Don, cracking Don up. I was cracking up. He's like, what's a Jamanji? Oh man, so funny. But like, it, it's for him to like, you know, expand on his acting too, which is like a cool oh thing yeah, to definitely, see, you know, and yeah, Danny Glover and Danny DeVito is just such a great addition, and I, that was my first time seeing it, so I didn't, I, that caught me off guard, and I was like, whoa, like, okay, this is new, and it's it's gonna expand on Jumanji itself because the character was apparently like editing or messing with the technology, so. For, to reiterate, you know, Jumanji's coming. It's an action comedy, obviously, so it's going to be hitting theaters on December 13th, 2019, which I think is a great release date for this, especially the holiday season coming up. Um, Gremlins is actually getting, you know, an animated series by WB, and it's actually a prequel with a 10-episode series order. It's called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai. Um, it's basically, you know, it's, a, it's before the events of the 80s classic in 1920s Shanghai, when they say animated, I always thought originally Gremlins was supposed to be a horror movie, you know, like yeah, yeah, dark yeah. comedy. But like then the second movie kind of turned into like a kids thing, and I don't know what direction they're going for Gremlins to be an animated series, especially by WB. I think it'll um, be like a a more tame version of the first one. I don't know. I don't know because it's just weird. Because okay, we can't we don't have enough footage or you know enough content from Gremlins because they only had two movies. Not that that i recall of um but isn't it crazy like how properties evolve like say ninja turtles they're supposed to be like daredevil or they inspired daredevil Mm -hmm, and there mm -hmm. was like a bloody comic and now it's a kid's show it's just it's just crazy how what hollywood does to these some properties and it's like gremlins used originally in the 80s when it came out it was like a dark comedy horror and it kind of became a joke but i don't know who's asking for this um i don't think it's gonna be a draw for wb uh, especially for the streaming service, but I feel like people are trying to grab what they can for nostalgia points and something to get someone. But like, I mean, do you have like what's your involvement with Gremlins? Like, it's it's okay. For oh, I'm you? a huge I'm a huge fan of Gremlins. It's one of our of my fa- family's favorite films. Um, I love the first one. The second one is a little campier, but yeah, th- it's there's the campy. one there's the one scene in it that I I literally crack up at every time. Wait, which one? So you know how in the first one Phoebe Cates. Uh, her whole backstory is her dad died tr- climbing up the chimney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, well, spoiler alert, but um, in the second one, because the, the second one is campier and is almost like a spoof of the first one, in the second one, she, uh, the second one's based on like July 4th or, or Independence Day or something, and she's like, uh, she try, like, they remake the scene from the first movie when she's telling the story, and she's like, yeah, I hate Independence Day. My dad, and then they just cut her off, and they're like, nope, we're not doing the sad story. Like, we're on to the next one. And it's just so funny the way they pull it off. Oh, my God. I got to rewatch. I think it's on Netflix right now, actually. Um, for yeah, now. For now. Yeah, that's yeah, when uh WB yanks that back. But I mean, I think I feel like these properties have been on Netflix for so long. It's like they already have their they have their grounding. It's not going to hurt them. Um, you know, next news, Invisible Man. We did talk about the Dark Universe a couple episodes. It's kind of dead in the water, but now they're just focusing on solo films. So Deadline reports that the role of the Invisible Man has went to The Haunting of Hill House standout Oliver Jackson Cohen. Um, did you watch Haunting of Hill House? Hell yeah, I loved it. Okay, good. I was about to say because that's a masterpiece. I watched it. Like, it's phenomenal. I watched it in one day, actually one night, because I didn't know how good it was. Um, but um, I, Oliver Jackson Cohen, I forget what character he played. Luke. He played Luke. Yeah. So older version of Luke is playing the Invisible Man. You know, we I, I won't see it, say anything until I see it because originally Johnny Depp was supposed to be in it, and now he's not. But he was given an opportunity to you know show up if he wanted in another role or something small. I just laugh how embarrassing the dark universe was because I did tell you that they had an office because my buddy worked in Cali, you know, in the film industry. That's so cool. And they had an office for dark universe with all these old school, like universal monsters. Like they're all I, what, I, what I would have gave to be there, man. I'm a right? huge fan. I'm a huge fan of classic universal horror monsters. And they deserve the attention. Yep. Like they built Hollywood. You know what I mean? 
And it sucks because, like, that office that was hyped up is just completely empty now. But maybe they brought it back up. Who knows? But not under the dark universe. Um, but what are your thoughts on this casting news? I think it's it's all right. It's, yeah. It's kind of like a not a big name, so there's more flexibility with it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it's smart. I think it's smart. I think it's very smart, but we got to see like how this P- like rating is going to be. Is it going to be like a because they it's focused on horror actually, not like you know the Mummy, which I wasted my time on. Um, I don't know if you saw that with Tom Cruise. Kinda... I I didn't. I am going to watch it at some point because it's like on HBO or whatever, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I, I'd say give it like a Sunday afternoon. You know, you're <laughs> relaxing. Watch it. It's just like it's kind of like a lost. It's kind of lost for tone. Um, it's kind of like trying to be funny. In action, but like it's supposed to be horror, so there's that. So we're for going off of Invisible Man. This was some cool news that Mortal Kombat, that's getting produced by James Wan, casted Sub Zero. This is from the THR and Indonesian actor martial ar- artist Joe Taslim from The Raid and The Night Comes for Us has signed to play Sub Zero. And I'm so excited for this. To be honest, like, I think my hype's slowly building up for this movie. And I think it's mainly because when I hear the raid, um, if you guys never seen the raid, crazy. It's intense. It's very intense. Um, You guys should watch it. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of Mortal Kombat Kombat turning into this, like especially with Joe being casted. I'm thinking of John Wick, but with superpowers. And that just gets me excited. Oof, so good. Because I was watching, you know, I was doing some research on Joe, and I did watch The Night Comes for us, like the fight scenes. And it's so John Wick inspired because it's like, it's grappling and it's it's hits. Like John Wick has that grapple style where he's throwing people and moving their bodies in a certain way. But um, the director for this is director Simon McQuoid, and he's, this is his feature debut, but he's like a veteran commercial director where he's made some like iconic commercials. But, you know, James Wan, majority of the time, is a good, he has a positive, you know, resume for everything. But he, I'm excited. I just want this to be so good. Um, I did see in a YouTube video that, like, one of the people that was working in the film, they were in an interview and they were like, no, this movie's going to be rated R and that there's going to be fatalities. So, I mean, like, what, what's your idea on the Mortal Kombat film? Because you saw the first one, or no? Did you see the original one? Oh, yeah, one? yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, but, yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Because, I, honestly, I'm, I'm getting more and more excited every time I hear news about it. I don't know I'm why. Super, I'm super pumped for it. I think the film has a lot of potential. I love the characters. I, love, I think visually it's going to look amazing. They can create a really cool st- – I think the storyline is really cool. Like, this, this co- combat, this tournament of, of universes, it has so much potential that, like – and and the casting so far sounds great. I mean, it's it's it's. I'm I'm super excited. I can't I cannot wait to see more as as we get closer. And I, I want to see, like Scorpio versus Sub Zero with like modern day graphic uh, graphic effects and modern day acting on the big screen. It's gonna be so cool. I mean, the fact that they got an Asian guy to play Sub Zero, which was great. And you know, Mortal Kombat 11 came out, and Sub Zero and Scorpion looked Asian. Like that was like really cool for them to look based on the material, and I I kind of saw this trend where it's like these Asian martial artists and like they they can they're starting to learn how to act, and yeah, yeah. just like it just overall Asian um, influence on you know Hollywood it's popular like, like Ip Man himself is so popular like among like nerds like us and I especially with Shang Chi coming out I really that's I think that's really gonna hit it for us. Um, you know, the character from Power Rangers was a good actor who played the black Power Ranger. But I'm just glad, like, they went to the source material. And, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was in doubt because James Wan was attached to it. And he's already having a good um, – he has a good yeah, resume. He's, yeah, he's killing it. He's killing it. But, like, when I say killing it, like, he killed the first – he killed it with the first Conjuring. Like, the other stuff was, like, you know – that was like a different director, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like La Llorona, like that was not James Wan. Like he was associated with it, but it wasn't him, like his film. Um, just to like, you know, clarify with some people and uh, people listening, just to, you know, James overall is fine, especially with Aquaman. But like our last tidbit, you know, The Witcher. Did you play The Witcher? 
I love that game. Okay, because I am not a Witcher. I have never played The Witcher. I'm waiting for it to go on Switch, which I don't know how it's going to run, to be honest. Um, but looking up what The Witcher is and, you know, these monster hunters that, like, drink these potions to, like, do crazy stuff, I think, and, like, you know, The Witcher, Not I guess a lot of people, if you don't know, it's it's an old no- series of novels by Andrew A Polish Zed. dude. Yeah, Polish guy, Zapow- Zapkowski. <laughs> um I, get, I tried. But you the tried. main popularity for the franchise came from the video game. And the fact that it's coming to Netflix, you know, Marvel TV for Netflix is gone. And Netflix is just focusing on this. And it's supposed to debut in the fall. And who's playing it is actually Henry Cavill, we mentioned earlier. And, like, Keanu, like, so you know The Witcher and you love the series. Like, what's your thoughts on Cavill being casted as him and the fact that it's on netflix i have high hopes this can be this could be better than game of thrones in my opinion like or the next game of thrones like so up at that level this could be pulled off and it probably would be the best video game series or like adaptation if they pull it off what are your thoughts absolutely i mean i, I agree completely the first look looks fantastic the first first look didn't look that good at the wig i don't know if it wasn't fitted properly but the first first look was like oh maybe i don't know but then they showed you know henry henry put those photos up on his insta and it was like wow okay this is looking like like it's gonna knock some socks like this is gonna be an 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 interesting story um you you know a a faithful adaptation so far uh i've really it has a lot of potential it has a lot of potential for netflix as a whole um i i can't wait i can't wait to see it i can't wait to binge it yeah i i was because i i'm looking at the character of gerald and i'm like he doesn't look like Cavill, but then like the second image they actually released like last what last week or two weeks ago, it looks fine. And you know it's crazy because it's it's Henry Cavill. He's going from the big screen to the small screen, which isn't like crazy because you know Triple Frontier happened. You know a lot of actors are doing original properties on Netflix. Like Brad Pitt has done some movie on Netflix. Um, Netflix is killing it, man. They're they're lo- they're looking for ways to adapt, and I think they're they're having like contingency plans to fight Disney Plus, like keep it going, mm-hmm. and just and just to add on, like Sandman is coming to Netflix with an eleven episode season based on the DC comic, um, based on the comic series with Neil Gaiman attached and David S. Goyer and Alan Heinberg, so it's like they're planning ahead. Um, like, but but to the limits of the Witcher series, like that, you can agree that there's there could be so many uh, seasons on this own property itself, right? Correct. Oh, definitely, absolutely, yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there's what well, I don't. There's three games. I mm-hmm. think there's more, and there's like more materials from the books. Okay. And um, there's so much content in the third game alone that that could be like three three seasons alone. Like, there's they can definitely make this like a full saga. Yeah, and that's what I like to hear. And plus, it's. It's just like, oh man, it's like another, it's it's running off with Game of Thrones and it's coming at a right time where the fantasy is the hottest thing. You know what I mean? It's not too long after Game of Thrones has ended that this could pick up. And I feel like Witcher 3 was a lot of, is a takeoff point for a lot of new people. Um, I don't know what it was, to be honest, but like when I hear The Witcher, I hear Witcher 3 being like, this is it. And I got a lot of new people on. And when it does come out on Switch, I'm exci- I'm going to cop it and just try it out but i mean do you agree that like witcher 3 was like kind of the takeoff oh absolutely yeah i mean i i didn't really i wasn't really a fan of it till witcher 3 the game is phenomenal cd project red did a fantastic job and did the world building world building in that game was enough to for me to go hey listen i need to i need to find out more about the witcher because there's so much going on in this that like it's done so well mm-hmm. yeah i'm actually really excited for this series and you know Netflix is killing it. They'll stay stay killing it. This this could honestly be their rebuttal for Game of Thrones, and it's like I'm very excited for it. And Sandman coming on with 11 seasons, and it's finally getting taken off because Sandman was supposed to be a movie. And I think George uh, back then, sure. Jason Gordon, yeah, it. Yep. yeah. Yep. See, yep. we're on we're on par. <laughs> we're on par. See, this is this is how we're friends. But yeah, Jason Gordon <laughs> Levitt was supposed to be on it, and it got scrapped. But it's like another, you know, another property that was trying to get made, remade, but it didn't happen was The Crow. Remember that? That was yeah, coming to talks. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry, like, 
I'm glad. I mean, the, like the guy, like Brandon Lee died making that film. Like, yeah. it, it's fine. Leave it be. Like, it's it would not. Not everything has to be remade. And then on top of that, a guy died filming it. So like we've we'll like just you let know it go. yeah. And like the rumor before it was Jason Momoa was gonna do it, but yep. it just didn't happen. And it's like, all right, if this and this was multiple occasions that this this failed. Um, at this point, it's time to give it up. But guys, we're gonna wrap up this episode. Thank you for tuning in, Mashup Movie Talk. But um, I'm deciding on when to drop episodes for this, like a better date, because I do want to have it on time and have be like you know be consistent with it for you guys. But we haven't decided yet. But remember, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and be sure to tune on tune in on YouTube as well. And when you subscribe, be sure to hit the bell so you know you get a new notification when we drop new material. But guys, thank you again. We'll see you next week.